0: So, you know, back when we sort of conceived of the podcast, right, I think we had some very specific uh, goals that we set out. And one of them, or a couple of them, were uh, we weren't going to sort of just talk about what it, whatever was uh, happening in the news or on Twitter uh, each day. Uh, and we were going to try to do, you know, in-depth explorations of things that we had, you know, studied and thought about, uh quite carefully uh, in the law. Uh, We were not going to be, you know, three bros rambling uh, extemporaneously about uh, the day's news without any particular insights. Uh, I don't know that we've held to
1: that mission in every case. Yeah. Bringing me aboard was probably not the best move on that result. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Tell you in the case of this episode, we are definitely, uh, we're going to Straight entirely from that mission. We're fucking winging
1: it. Yeah. yeah, we spent we spent all election just absolutely not talking about any of the lawsuits, none of that stuff, and now here's mm-hmm. just an off the cuff episode about the protest that happened uh, almost two weeks ago, over two weeks ago.
0: I mean, like everybody, I think we uh, watched the events of January 6th, the tragic events uh, of January 6th, uh, with a combination of bemusement. Amusement and uh, potentially uh, horror.
1: I was actually – I was completely anxious and sanctimonious on Twitter the entire time. Every single joke on Twitter, (laughs) I made sure – I linked to just a picture of a minority or a disabled person. I said, you're making fun of them in a very inscrutable (laughs) attempt to guilt people into feeling emotions. that It's not entirely clear that I was feeling in the first place.
2: Right. I think you'll find, though, that even though we're strolling in two weeks after everybody else already did their breathless, uh, ill considered episodes, uh, we're rolling into the saloon late, but it's, uh, it's pretty much the best take.
1: Yeah. We here. No, we waited the exact amount of right time to have a good take. Yeah, you come this, after
2: this, you're way too late. This will be the most breathless
0: and the most ill considered takes <laughs> uh, that you're going to get on this. Uh, We were called out, I think, uh, by a listener uh, for uh, potentially uh, saying that we did not believe uh, (laughs) that there would be violence uh, from the right wing in the event uh, of a Trump loss.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I, I went and looked at this. Okay, so Tim made fun of people like, oh, I guess you guys need your fucking bug out bags and you'll be bailing out of your house and you're going to go live in the woods. What You, Tark, you said uh, that someone at work had asked you, oh, you're ready for the riots? And you thought that was a little dumb. I scoffed, yeah. I said I was getting
1: ready to go looting. So
2: That's right. I'm, I, that's kind of in the clear.
1: Yeah. Well, that one had already happened in, in here in Chicago by the time we had filmed that other episode. And also still no bug out bags. I guess maybe Nancy Pelosi and, and Mike Pence needed their bug out bags. So I was wrong <laughs> for did. I was wrong for about 500 people in this country. <laughs> right. Um,
0: you know, it's hard to say where we came out on the issue. Let's put it that way. it's a, the jury is out as to whether we are not any of us. Yeah. uh particularly me. Uh, pooh-poohed the notion (laughs) of of right-wing violence. But needless to say, uh, I think it's fair to conclude at this juncture, I don't want to jump the gun before all the facts are in, uh, but I think it's fair to say there was a little bit of right-wing violence.
1: Uh, Something approaching right-wing violence occurred in the month of January. Of I will say,
2: though, that our purchase episode, going back to the first point, is not entirely rootless here. I mean, just a little bit back, we did that episode about the Michigan guys trying to kill Governor Whitmer. And they, a lot. there's a lot more than a few tenuous points of contact between the subject matter we covered there and what happened here.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Well, it's
0: part of the same uh, lifeline, right? I think that there's a or through line, rather. Uh, uh, I think that there's a ton of relationship uh, the, uh, between those events uh, I think it, those people come out of the same Sort of fever swamp Ecosystem uh, I think some of their Incoherence
1: uh, And certainly their uh, Some of their strategic ability yeah. you know, <laughs> Seems to be related
0: Their yeah. lack of sophistication
1: <laughs> and And how the success Or failure of their attempts Hinges entirely on the actions of the police More than any other factor
0: you know, I think most people know kind of what happened on January sixth, but you know it 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 appears that you could conclude that the uh, people were uh egged on uh by Trump in the morning uh, of January sixth at his uh, save America rally, yeah that people had come in with the intention mm-hmm. of participating, uh, in some way in disobedience around. The, and,
1: and they, they had uh, been aggression. egged on for months. I mean, prior to the election, right. Trump was saying the only way I lose is if they steal it. And, you know, it, it, it barely bears mentioning that there had been weeks and weeks of, of release the Kraken and that dominion machines and Hugo Chavez had been stealing the election. And so this was really meant to be the crescendo, the, the finale, the big event that was kind of meant to stop the steal. Um, it was also the last
2: chance. Right. right like in yeah. the morning, he's saying, you know, I hope Mike does the right thing. Okay. Mike's got to yeah. go in there and do the right thing. It's, it's very constitutional. It's complete. You know, there's there's one thing he's got to do. It's very easy. He definitely has the authority to do it. He just needs to, f- you know, send it back to the states and just flip the entire election. He's definitely allowed to do that. All,
0: that's all he's got to do. Yeah. Uh, and they were going to go down and show them how to be uh, forceful and brave uh, and strong. And so uh, a march took place. uh Towards the Capitol at around the same time the debate. Uh, yeah, I think it, I think it
1: started at the at the other end of the mall at around eleven, and then mm-hmm. they marched over to the Capitol and breached it by two p.m. Like two. P. M. I gotta say,
2: looking at the crowd, no way everybody made it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was uh, it was a very
0: surreal uh, event, you know, uh, especially after. Uh, they push forward or even looking at the mo- the video of the moment uh, where this crowd, you know, sort of uh, pushes through the initial barricades uh, on their way to storming the Capitol. You know, it, it, it sort of had this sense of this kind of your usual performative outrage from the QAnon set, you know, kind of a, you know, Tim, you called it like a furry convention in a sense. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and, uh, and then it just suddenly wasn't, right? You know, and you could sort of see the initial confusion, even of the participants as they push right. through the barricade, knock the cop over. Like, oh my god, I just knocked you over! Like, so you know, stop to sort of help them up. Uh, but by that point,
2: <laughs> <laughs> cops too, right? Like, as they're walking up to the to the barricade, the video we were watching. You know, they're just standing there, the cops got their hands in their pockets, a little cold outside, and they're like, yep, this is as far as they're going to come because this is as far as they're allowed to go. And there's four guys, but there's like 50 yeah. rushing the barricade, <laughs> and they somehow don't even know what's happening until the guys are barreling across it.
0: I think, like, it's sort of a testament to the kind of incoherence of this, of the right-wing moment generally. I mean, you know, probably more, you know, not to just lay it all in the right way. I mean, the, the American political moment that, you know, I don't think – that anybody had thought this very well through, right? I don't know that anybody was really envisioning uh, it going this way. I think there was a very much... I I
1: do think that there were a specific few people that kind of had slightly more... Like, they wanted to go another level further, but I think even them... I mean, it, it was a lot of just very disorganized anger, and so people kind of had this animal instinct to kind of fuck shit up and kind of go forward. But yeah, they really didn't have any prerogatives or plans other than, you know, do that. And I guess more vaguely just kind of, whine about Trump not being president and hope that that works
2: I do have to say like i, I agree with you generally about the crowd i th- I think you hinted at this, but there obviously were some people who it's hard to fit into a dismissive view of saying like they, it was just a it was just a big bumbling crowd or something you I mean look the guys with the stun guns and the zip ties yeah. and uh and the and the bags of supplies and the you know, they kind of i did i think a little bit th- i of think pl- that's I, true. I,
1: I think that's true, but I think you also have to consider that. Like their goal was to just like murder Nancy Pelosi and kind of get away with it, and that that still doesn't really reflect a kind of uh, advanced political thinking. Yeah, it it was just more. They were organized to do more violence and maybe more targeted violence, and I I think that is true. I I don't want to say that that didn't happen, but yeah,
2: I think I think the plan was as much as you can call this a plan that they thought that Trump was gonna you know start the storm yeah and they I, wanted yeah. to be there at the front we were going to give them the full we we're going to be the tip right. of the spear and that would like give them the courage or give them the the support to go all right it's time send everybody yeah. in and let's hang all the democrats out
1: in front. it's true it could be like a, a a propaganda of the deed but only only for trump but it was still kind of it was a plan very reliant on the actions of a man who was definitely not going to do those things
0: but I don't know that you know. I don't know that those people necessarily like. For, I I, th- I I think you're right. You know that everyone is on. There's a, well, every, everyone's on the spectrum uh, in more ways than one. You know? <laughs> but I think that there's there's a spectrum uh, that these people were on, right? And oh, I think yeah. on the one hand, you had the sort of real estate lady, Jenna Ryan you know, flying in on the private jet to have a great time with some hot guys and, you know, maybe get some clients for her realty business. Um, And then, you know, whatever happens will happen. Uh, And then I think on the sort of more sinister end, uh, of the spectrum, the guys you're alluding to that, that that were potentially dangerous, I think you're getting. You know, you're not You're not talking about sophisticated paramilitary operatives. I think you're talking about the Michigan guys.
1: Yeah, again, right? I,
2: I,
0: I yeah,
1: think that's mostly, true. Right. Yeah, mostly right for the yeah,
2: most that's true. part. Even even the ones that were law enforcement uh, did not proceed in like an orderly, you know, CQC sort of team movement or anything like that. Right. Right.
0: I think these were guys who were. Uh, you know, I, I don't think LARPing is the right word, but right. It, <laughs> I, I think at the at the worst end of the spectrum, it was people with uh, a kind of practical acumen akin to that of the
1: Michigan Plotters, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, and, I think dang- yeah. and I think dangerous. Has, and we're going to get into <laughs> yeah, that is extremely I, accurate. I think similarly, it's a it's a level of kind of cinematic. Like, their worldview was very cinematic, that, like, they were all going to be, like, these chanting masses, and then Trump would just, like, take center stage, and, like, literally, like, the credits would roll after they, you know, right. airhole Nancy Pelosi in some broom closet or something. But, like, that's not how any of this is going to work, and so if that's your plan, it's it's hardly that much different than, like, a not having a plan at all.
2: Yeah, and I, th- I think we'll circle back to that closer to the end mm-hmm. of the episode to talk about some of the delusions that they believe, like why, why they thought this would go one particular way, what they thought they would get away with it. Right.
0: But even after they breach it, you know, I don't think it's clear. You know, there's a sort of a, there's a sort of a aimlessness, you know, uh, that you see in a lot of the videos. And for me, I think. You know, kind of the the place where the rubber met the road was that video of the woman, Ashley Babbitt, mm-hmm. you know, getting shot. Uh, it's just no one is prepared for that moment uh, yeah. at all in that frame. And it takes, you know, a handful of la- literal seconds for the enormity of what's just occurred to sink in on everybody. And you can see it on the faces uh, of the participants and, you know, on her face uh, as well, that... You know, something unexpected has now happened and something has really
2: really shifted. You right. know, and yeah. An actual consequence has occurred. What
1: the fuck <laughs> is that doing yeah. here?
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's the it's the guys uh, wandering kind of through a fever dream in the Senate chamber, you know, like the one guy sitting there bleeding from the face. Cause he was shot with a rubber yeah. bullet and the Q shaman barking it, it, at him. It like literally sounds thing. like
1: sitcom dialogue when he walks. It sounds like, an, uh, it sounds like an in the loop scene or, you know, something by Ianucci where he's like, Oh yeah, you're, you're covered in blood. man. Good on you. And he just takes his seat at the Senate days.
0: Yeah. And the guy's sort of flipping through those binders, you know, let's find yeah. something to get these bastards on. Like, yeah. God only knows what sort of procedural <laughs> bullshit uh, is in, you know, is sitting on a, on a desk. Yeah, they don't hear themselves
2: floor. and they're, and they're whipping themselves up, right? Like yeah, they find yeah. the one thing and it's like, Ted Cruz is going to object to Arizona. He's, he was going gonna to sell us out. Get that down. Get get that on camera. And they're like, oh, wait, yeah. wait, object. object <laughs> to Arizona. No, that, that's good. That's good. Okay, move on, move on. Brain
1: geniuses that are looking at that. And as a pro tip, I don't think Congress people bring the most damning evidence against them to the floor of the votes that they take. I think that stuff is probably squirreled away far from any Senate or, or House office building.
2: And those six guys are like splitting yeah, I know. points between us. It's,
1: it's very it's very good to see.
0: It's hard for me to look at those videos and feel uh threatened. Terror. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean I I do believe that there were people who were likely in harm's way and had things gone differently yeah. and had uh the kind of you know, the the locations of people and the way that things occurred had had that been different, you know. Uh, there were people that could have been seriously hurt uh with intentionality uh in ways that I think most of your injuries and fatalities were not you know i i it would not I would not put it past any of some of these people to have you know uh, put a few rounds in Ilhan Omar or or, mm-hmm. or, or you know, a squad member or. Yeah, even, Schumer even
1: yeah, I was gonna say Chuck Schumer you know. himself could have been. Yeah. yeah.
2: They were talking. About, I mean, they were chanting "Hang Mike Pence." And they were, yeah. They were, had the mob stumbled upon one of their targets, I don't think it would have right. been great for that person. No. Right.
0: But nevertheless, uh, you know, this, the incoherence of it was what struck me more than the sort of, my God, this is an yeah. attack on a, on a and sacred institution. I
1: think also their lack of willingness to actually suffer consequences. I mean, Ashley Babbitt aside, these people cleared <laughs> the Congress basically as soon as the police asked them to and said, like, this is going to become a show of force if you don't leave right this instant. And I mean, I think part right. of it is they'd already made their message by the time that they had, you know— shit in every congressional chair or whatever, but, you know, I mean, none of these people were willing to put down more than the passing inconvenience of, of wafting tear gas from 200 yards away.
0: And, you know, that there, it, there is that dissonance with them, you know, I mean, they're, they're sort of authoritarians at heart, you know, they, they, they love the police uh, in, mm-hmm. in the words of baked Alaska, uh, one of the defendants in this matter, um, you know, they love our cops, and and you know, so I, it's sort of hard to imagine, uh, you know, the kind of dissonance that 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 they have to feel to sort of storm through them, but yet help them up, and it's just it was a it was a very bizarre scene. But what struck me most was the sort of just again the smiles and the. And the festival atmosphere. I mean, a lot of these guys were having a great time. That guy with the with the good hair on the podium.
2: Right. That guy I mean, fucking kicks so much ass. Adam Johnson. Yeah. Like I, I know yeah. we're supposed to hate all these people, but like <laughs> that guy honestly was just having a blast. The 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 Facebook post where he he's posting in front of the no visitors allowed <laughs> yeah, sign and he's really smiling good. at it and, really and on Facebook it just says, No. No. <laughs> that's a great yeah. post. That's yeah. a fantastic post. The guy
0: with his feet up on
1: Pelosi's yeah. desk. And that's like, know. who wouldn't be having the time of their life? I mean, the people that were sitting up on the speaker's chair or the president of the Senate's chair and just getting to hit the hammer or, or you know, put your feet up and be shown on, on C-SPAN and CNN doing that. Like, that's a blast. That's just objectively a fun thing. There are people who don't want to do that. And those people are boring, you know, little mm-hmm. pieces of shit. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I,
0: I really, I question the bona fides uh, of some of these so-called leftists online who are, you know, wagging their finger at this. You know, I mean, if that was John Brown storming uh, Congress, they'd be all over it, right? I mean, like this uh, Congress, you know, who gives a shit? Like it's, right. it's, it's not. I mean, to me, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a terribly uh, hallowed institution. I think Christman Matt Christman from Choppa was. Making a point in something I saw where he made a similar point, which is, this is one of the most profane places on Earth. <laughs> yeah, <you know>?
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> people were getting mad at him for saying that,
1: but yeah. it, it, it's Everything true. bad if, in your life happened because of that building, basically. Yeah. <laughs> if Stokely Carmichael or, you know, like some
0: radicals uh, that, that you agreed with were doing it, you'd be, uh, yeah. you'd be all over it. So the location or the fact of some of these acts, you, you know, divorced of their politics— uh, seems kind of cool, you know. Right. And it and I, and these guys were having fun <laughs> in in the ways that you know I think any one of us, as you were saying, uh, might. Uh, but the fun has to end, right? The fun, yeah. Has to end. And for some,
2: for some, for some of them, you know, it might be a moment that they prize as they you know they face a little bit of a slap on the wrist kind of consequence. And for some of these guys, that moment is going to sour because they. Yeah.
1: It kind of reminded me of a of a grown up version of like when you were in college and a party gets broken up and everybody just kind of has mm-hmm. to mill around for a few minutes and then a week later you hear about all the consequences that happen as a result of it. That's what this reminded me of. Yeah,
0: except yeah. way. Yeah, except except way, <laughs> except real. way more serious. <laughs> um, so according to uh, as I, according to an article I read in the Wall Street Journal, you know, as of the twelfth, you know, like a week ago now. um, mm-hmm. FBI has 160 files or more open. I assume uh, they're, you know, that number has only risen.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah I was going to say, every day there's been new charges and new cases come up, cropping up. I mean,
2: we've been trying to keep up with them, but it's just a fire hose of this mm-hmm. stuff. But I will say that they get funnier and funnier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm glad we delayed a couple of days because we got some hilarious ones we saw just today. Yeah, it's yeah. true.
0: Um, I think it was you, Andy, who who said uh, in the chat, though, um, the one kind of unifying factor in each of these cases is you can see the exact moment in every case where each and every one of these people realized in their specific moment that they were fucked.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a great narrative of seeing them day of. And I mean, all of their posts, obviously, are archived in, in some way, shape, or form if they're still not up, you know, right now on YouTube or Twitter or whatever. Then you have the following interviews in which they, they talk to some local newspaper and give their name and address and social security number and employment history and kind of couch it in more language where they're like, I was just just there because you know to make a statement and then you have this the basically outright lies that later get recanted when the fbi or when police come to uh investigate their sedition charges
2: well for yeah. each one of them you see that moment that you're talking about tar come way way too far. oh yeah you. yeah definitely yeah. like these guys like 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 tim tim blew through this right but like we, we you know we shouldn't go too fast through it like these guys are like getting called up by the news and going, Oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. I'll talk to you. Uh, I, I was there. Yep. And then we forced the cat, we forced the door at the Capitol and it was the greatest day of my life. It was fucking awesome. But of course I, you know, I definitely wasn't involved in any violence or anything. Uh, Oh, is this, is this going to (laughs) air? Yeah. Yeah my intention in being there uh, <laughs>
0: was to uh, disrupt uh, the orderly operations of the uh, federal government uh, in an effort to uh, yeah. overturn uh, election results <laughs> um,
2: yeah. i mean like if you have to if you have to go back and look at your post and delete it you know an hour and a half later uh, and your post was straight up just reciting the elements of an <laughs> offense from the fucking <laughs> federal statutes and saying i proudly did this uh, you probably should yeah. like slow the fuck down. As your yeah. lawyer,
1: I would say, do not give your name and address to uh, media of record right after doing that.
0: We had a lot of fun at the expense of Frank Quattrone, I believe it was, right? Uh,
2: <laughs> right. You know,
0: uh, time to clean up those files, uh, e- <laughs> uh, email. Um, these guys make Quattrone. <laughs> 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 Look like the urbane sophisticate that he believed himself to be. We broke down the barriers and we rushed them, we charged them.
1: We got all the way to the steps and made a line. So we stood there and we tried to push them back a little bit until finally they started getting rough with us. So we had to push them back. So that's what we did, we pushed them back. We tried to get up the steps, they wouldn't let us up. So then they started pepper spraying and macing everybody.
2: This is gonna be your life, okay? You think it's just me right now, you're watching? (laughs) No no. This is gonna be all of
0: us. Right now, this is about 1% of us.
1: We're all gonna be up here. We're
0: gonna
2: be breaking those windows. We're gonna be having to deal with the tear bombs, tear with the gas bombs, you have to get dressed warm, because we have to, because they're taking our shit. We tore through the scaffolding, through flashbangs and tear gas, and blitzed our way in through all the chambers, just trying to get get into Congress, or whoever we could get into, and tell them that we need some kind of investigation into this.
1: You know how we said, if you if you have to say stuff like bake a cupcake, you're gonna just sound stupid and get in trouble. You're oh, gonna right, you're gonna sure. get in less trouble than just listing the elements of a crime, <laughs> giving your full personal information, and affirming individually that you did each of those elements.
2: I saw one today. It was like the it was like some kind of Ohio mis- uh, militia Facebook post or whatever. I remember sharing in the chat. And uh this guy had posted a picture of himself and it said, Me about to force entry to the <laughs> yeah, castle. Right. So, yeah, then, that's a, so, yeah. so then there's then there's a comment response to it that says, Well, and I, I can't tell if it's like a wink wink or just a interpretation of the news, but the person goes, Well, I mean, you know, the cops let you in, right? And I feel like that person was kinda handing him a lifeline, he goes, and the guy goes, Nope, forced. <laughs> yeah. You guys didn't see everything from the T V. We definitely forced entry <laughs> illegally. Don't don't call me a pussy.
1: I was out there violating all kinds of laws. Uh, the
0: guy, I think, uh, the guy, my favorite, my personal favorite was probably the guy uh, on probation.
1: Yeah, Betancourt. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forget his first name, yeah. but yeah, he was a Silver Spring resident who was arrested and got, uh, given an ankle monitor. Um, and you know, obviously, again, as your lawyer, I should say, if you have a device that gives your location at all times to the police, I would recommend you do not. <laughs> Commit crimes, let alone the most newsworthy crime of the past. We'll say I don't know five years. Probably don't no. want to do that. Um, a world historical crime, right? Uh, for but sure. Yeah, this guy. This guy ruled. He's he was telling his. I think it was, his, it, was it was directly his parole <laughs> officer, right? That he said that he it was, was being watched, watched <laughs> by the FBI. <laughs> which he, he's, I'm worried. I think I'm being watched. watched. <laughs> Uh and he do- he told I don't think this was the police he told someone else that he wanted to be a lone wolf style shooter. Yeah. Like he said yeah. like I I would like to be a lone wolf killer. I don't know if that's a thing you want to be like I just that seems to defy reason to want to be that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I feel like I'm being watched uh by the government and uh, by but that I mean in, in ways other mind. than the ankle bracelet I'm yeah. wearing. Uh, uh additional uh, ways <laughs> beyond
2: that. <laughs> if you If you're not from the d c area, you might not know this, but the general area is called the DMV. So there's d c, Maryland, and Virginia. If the guy has a bracelet, uh, it's probably not a state line kind of bracelet. You're probably allowed to go within the DMV. I don't know this for sure, but like a general employment here means you cross state mm-hmm. lines every single day, yeah, or twice, especially each. Silver Spring, uh,
1: which literally borders d c
2: right. So it's not like this thing popped just because he went down to the Capitol. Now later, you know, uh, upon a, a query of the database, they might find. Yeah. That, right. Hey, uh, did we GPS track this guy like directly into the middle of the Capitol? <laughs> you might want to PO. You might want to call him up. Uh, no, I, think, I wouldn't just go to your PO and say, "Hey, man." I, I uh, think I think they I found social media posts.
1: I think they found social media posts, and that's how they got him. I Very answer. cool. Yeah, but I think he admitted to it. I mean, they were basically they said, "We're gonna like query the database to see where your ankle bracelet was on January 6th, and at that point, he just admitted to it.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> as a
1: corollary, I have to say, Betancourt being a, a Latino name, and given that he lives in Silver Spring, I suspect this guy is a Salvadorian immigrant. So I don't know what he was yeah. doing there in the first place, given that he seems to be public <laughs> enemy number one for Donald Trump. so He hates MS-13, man. Yeah, maybe, maybe he just really hates MS-13.
0: But that's one of the inherent kind of contradictions about some of this stuff. I, I find it hard to credibly blame white supremacy uh, as an animating factor for this movement, uh, given the fact that, you know, they really, as long as you're willing to agree with them uh, as to the state of reality, uh, they seem to take all comers. You know, I think there's obviously an element.
1: Yeah. There. You know, I mean, obviously like Enrique Tadio and, and all those people, like it is clearly more of a, an in-group, out-group phenomenon that is, is mm-hmm. there's a genuine strain of anti-racism to that, and there's a reason those people can flourish there. Right. but i
2: think I think almost because they take all comers, um, a lot of the sort of dismissive takes that you hear that purport to sort of explain the whole thing and uh you know kick white supremacy out of it and say that that's 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 got nothing to do with this or say that what or or the kind of uh, you know Nancy Pelosi Hillary podcast line where they're they're talking about like their whiteness forced them to do this or something. You know white supremacy. Right. It was like the, the the major animating force. I don't think either of those takes has a lot of explanatory value for this because. In in the affidavits, you can see some of these people are absolutely virulent racists, being dimed out by their coworkers and family. Who are like, this guy <laughs> yeah, never yes. stops saying the fucking n word. And yeah, he's a psychopath, and he probably would have done some fucked up shit there. Please come pick him up. Yeah. Like, it's impossible to exclude it from it.
1: Oh yeah, right? it's inextricably linked to a very authoritarian and right wing view of America that that has patriots and non patriots. And I think in many ways, you know, whiteness implicitly kind of bestows patriotism on people, and so you cannot you cannot take those strains of thought out of it. Um,
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't know that the the personal racism or worse, the personal desire of any of the, these people to create an ethno state, uh, you know, out of yeah. Idaho and and Eastern. I mean, Washington, I mean, guys like uh, Richard Spencer animated, are, are kicked yeah, out of that. I don't. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that that animated them, but I do think that to the extent that, you know, white supremacy is baked into a lot of
1: American institutions and sort of American right. mythology, absolutely. And certainly certainly the view of of American citizenship, the way that these guys perceive it, it's definitely not kind of the the view of citizenship that you get at like an oath ceremony under a democratic president for people that are you know naturalizing to become citizens it's a very kind of exclusive and very aggressive mm-hmm. mode of of being american
0: um but you know uh, after that getting myself canceled digression <laughs> letting the racist off the hook um uh you know again like the, the, the it's just the people were so eager to give themselves up to the media on Facebook, Periscope, Twitter. Yeah, everywhere. Uh, uh everywhere the parlor parlay or parlor whatever it is. Um and their friends and family were also apparently more than eager uh to give them up. Uh you had the guy who the FBI called um and he tried to talk his way out of it and you know more or less you know admitted uh, to all of the, you know, elements of the crime, then started questioning the cops' loyalty to
1: the U.S. Always yeah, a great strategy. Great strategy. <laughs> Camargo is yeah. so
2: fucking funny, yeah. right? Because he, yeah. he posts all the social media shit, he gets called up, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, whoa, well, well, wait, wait, aren't you supposed to be defending the Constitution? That's a weird yeah. thing. Why are you investigating me? And then he posts on Facebook and says, all right, just got off the phone with the FBI. I'm pretty sure I've been cleared. <laughs> That post goes in his fucking indictment. It's in the F. So fucking funny.
1: <laughs> Turns out they're looking at you. Uh you Knocked also had you had the guy whose uh, ex wife called the FBI because you just saw him on T V. Which again, yeah. stunning indictment oh, for how these people are outside of outside of January sixth, if your mere presence on T V triggers people just snitching on you. I love well, I love the fact that
2: this lady was married to him for eighteen years and then like finally you know this guy probably blew her out all the time like screaming on her and shit you know some ex-air right. force colonel uh and then finally she gets her like head shot right yeah. sees this asshole on tv like <laughs> yeah. oh did, was it worth it did you enjoy screaming on me did you enjoy trying to keep uh uh you know ye- yelling at me about whatever that was last time we were on the phone i hope it was fun i hope it was bitch because guess what the, the indictments, uh, you know, and I, it's it's
0: interesting, I, we've seen this kind of happen real time in a sense, you know, like the prevalence of screenshots and media in court filings, you know, has just increased. And, you know, these are some master classes, <laughs> yeah. frankly, in the use uh, of, you know, literal uh, screenshots of commentary. The, the, I, the one that kind of blew me away was uh, the guy who was posting about his activities and Somebody on Facebook called him out. And we're like, yeah, more like breaking the law, you traitor. Uh, And then he (laughs) said, uh, uh, you know, absolutely, I was not breaking the law. uh, And if you're threatening my ability to be with my family uh, and suggesting that I might be taken away from my family, uh, you're going to absolutely meet your motherfucking maker. (laughs) And you can play this for the DA. (laughs)
1: Oh, man. This is not a joke. This is an actionable death threat. I will kill you.
0: Yeah. And shout out, of okay. course, to the the guy uh, with just the, the post, that just with a giant arrow pointing to himself <laughs> in the crowd.
2: You can't see him, but he makes sure to identify. Yeah. <laughs> this
0: is me. Uh, the this I is mean, me guy.
2: The 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 these are zero IQ posts. They're just loaded with this shit. And it's clear that that's how FBI is doing it. It's very simple for them or, or DAs or whatever the, the DOJ is doing it. It's like, they, they look at this and there's a guy who says, Oh yeah, I got dozens of videos of us. I'm not going to post them, you know, just in case, but I was definitely brief. Here's uh, I got tons of vids of all of us breaching the Capitol. Uh, well, guess what, bitch? They're coming over.
1: Right. <laughs> you have to respond to a subpoena if they ask for it. Yeah, uh-oh.
2: <laughs> they just took your laptop and your phone and uh, every other piece of electronics in your house.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, if you go through, like, I think the most boring ones are the ones for, like, Bake Alaska and stuff, because literally the, the, the statement of facts is just like, yeah, he live-streamed it. So that's, you yeah. know, he was there.
0: And can and I just it. say, uh, uh, the for anybody who is, uh, making the statement that Baked Alaska had flipped uh, and was working oh. with the FBI to to rat these people out. Um, hopefully, the last ten minutes of recitation about the evidence freely <laughs> given to the FBI <laughs> will show that uh, you know didn't need flipping em. flipping a key guy would probably not be a, a, a key aspect <laughs> of this prosecution yeah. uh, of any of these people.
2: That take didn't make a lot of sense at first because it's like, what? What are you? Who are they trying to catch? The boss yeah. of being a fucking moron? Like, what are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? There's no, there's no head of the pyramid. That's like the shadowy figure at the top. And then yeah. the other thing was like, look, man, there are like hundreds of people that they're trying to go through. Uh, it's gonna take a minute to write up all the complaints. Just give it a second. The fact that, the fact that they've been identified and their videos are being used, but no charges have been filed yet, is just some reporter being a moron. Right. I
1: mean, they had to take. That's the... not a notable fact. Yeah. They had to take the statements of people that were arrested. There were people arrested at the protests. Mm -hmm. And police had to let them go because, obviously, they weren't about to be torn apart by rabid MAGA guys leading a guy away in cuffs. So they just took those people's names down and probably went through those first.
0: This... Has all the hallmarks of shooting fish in a barrel. Uh, I'm not a prosecutor, but I feel like it's almost yeah. No, it's uh, like easy street. Prosecute some of these people. These Uh, are so
2: fucking funny. Like like that Jenna Ryan video where she's like, "We're going up to force the Capitol. We're gonna we're gonna breach the Capitol."
1: Uh, you know, it could be worse, but I think part of what you have to you know, factor into is again, you just have to drill down on what actually happened. You have a photograph of our client, you know, in, in a building, um, you know, unauthorized to be there with, uh, you know, what appears to be a podium or a lectern. I'm not exactly sure which one it is called, um, but, but that's what we have. Obviously, that presents problems
2: for you as a defensive in that you have your client in the building at the time of the.
1: Uh, break. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know the, the, you know how to else explain that, but yeah, that's, that's, that would be a problem. I'm not a magician, and neither is Mr. Bigney. So yeah, we've got a photograph of our client who would appear to be inside the federal building or inside the Capitol with, with uh, government property.
0: Uh, and the other thing, I, I do want to, uh, we said some words of defense for the gentleman online, but I would like to reiterate it here on the podcast. Uh, the good hair guy uh, who was running around with the podium uh, his lawyer uh, came under some amount of fire uh, for basically giving a press conference saying, uh, yeah, uh, there's video of my client running around with what appears to be a podium uh, <laughs> in the Capitol. Uh, that is kind of a problem for us. And I'm not a magic. Uh, I'm not a magician. Right. Um, yeah.
2: People wanted to like dogpile that and be well, like, how could you say what You're kind of lawyer aura. is this?
0: And, yeah.
2: Um I actually think that was pretty good lawyering. It
0: was fine. Uh, yeah, given, given the kind of cases uh, that these people have. I, I think a, a public overture suggesting contrition uh, and downplaying uh, your client's sophistication <laughs> might be uh, one of the only <laughs> viable plays uh, in an environment where uh, the evidence is just this... It- uh,
2: yeah, it's all incontestable it's certain, do? like it, it, yeah. voluminous yeah. i was going <laughs> to say people think a, people think a lot more things are deniable in court than they are than right. They are, yeah. right like like if a common sense person you're talking to a judge you're talking to a jury and a common sense person is going to look at this video you cannot sit there and contest the fact that he had the podium there's no reason to it doesn't matter now you can doesn't argue help. you can argue about tactics and, and and some people might say okay but just don't take the press conference and fine that's fine yeah. i just don't think that there was anything wrong with the conference, right? The, there's no did, harm not, that was done. He did not injure his client's case any more than it already was. He just admitted right. the fact and signaled to the U.S. attorneys handling the prosecution that, look, man, I'm not going to be a problem. Okay, let's just let's just yeah. cut. Th- he knows. I, I know he's screwed. I know you got to get your thing, but let's just let's just make it actually what the actual damage was. Let's measure it out so that way, you know, is a proportional punishment. And let, there's no reason to make an example out of this guy. He's not one of the problems. He didn't have zip he did. ties.
0: Yeah, I mean I saw some people suggesting he didn't know what he was doing or was just taking the case for the press. But I mean the guy himself had been a USA at one point. Mm, he I fucking don't, knew exactly knew, knew that. Exactly if what he, he was doing.
1: if he was taking it for the press, he would have been denying it and saying that yeah. that, you know, Dominion made his client do it or some other Yeah, it's nonsense. a it's a Dominion deep fake uh, <laughs> right, of my right. client. That's what a lawyer yeah, right. we taking near. it for the press would have done.
2: The guy is saying to the U.S. attorney, look, I'm not going to be the person making you stay late. Listen, I know exactly how you got to draft these. Why don't you focus
0: on the big guys? That's right. Uh, My guy was
2: just there having a good time. I'll send you the pre-drafted document using old samples that I got from the last time I was there. (laughs) We will sew this up tomorrow. No problem.
0: Well, but more to the point, this is the only coherent defense of any of these people I've heard mounted by a lawyer. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Which is, whoa, yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> Damn, um, he seemed kind of fucked. <laughs> like, I don't know all the elements of the crime. I'm not a, not a criminal lawyer either. But what actual defense are you going to have to any of this other than, uh, you know, my client didn't intend this or that? I mean, but even that, I mean, that's not the way intent works. Right. right. So I'm not even sure – what you're expecting in terms of a defense to some of these cases.
2: Yeah, I yeah. think, I think the, the most I've seen is that a lot of people seem to be glomming onto the idea that, like, well, there was that one video where some cops thanked some people or, or appeared to yeah. let them in. But, like, first of all, that's only going to be available to a very few people who the police actually spoke to. None of, none of the Correct. rest of you are confused. Uh, I saw one guy in one, of, in one of the affidavits. There's a guy who says, uh, I didn't see a sign. That said, we couldn't uh, we couldn't bust yeah. into the Capitol like the the fucking airbud defense, yeah. you know exactly. And
1: second of all, there is a fucking sign. By yeah, the way. yeah. But even even if the uh, cops are there, I mean, you, you know, you're not supposed to be in the Capitol. Like that seems like pretty basic rule.
2: You know, you're not supposed to break a window and go in the rear door. Yeah. You storm the chambers mm-hmm. where they were
0: deliberating over the... presumably sort of chanting something, like, them stop the steal. Yeah.
2: Right. I'll say I'll say that like for the guy who's bleeding and sitting on the floor of the house and talking to the cop and saying, "Look man, I'm making sure nobody's disrespectful in here. Don't worry about it." I'll be honest, that cop not really giving him like a solid signal. He's oh, like, yeah, that, "Guys, yeah. man, could you leave sometime soon? This is a it's just it's kind of a sacred place." Like, "What are you doing, yeah. man? Tell me to get the fuck right. out of there."
1: Yeah. 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 I mean there's a lot of of really uh huge breaches of of good policing that were happening there on the other side that we normally see. Um,
0: Well, and I think that's, I think that gets the kind of, again, something we talked about a little bit in the Michigan episode. You know, I don't, you can't really call this entrapment, right? Mm -hmm. But these people were certainly given messages by persons clothed in state authority Mm -hmm. from the beat cop, to the fucking president of the United States (laughs) uh, that this was not just okay to do, but that it was your moral, imperative, and patriotic duty to do. We're going to walk down, and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women, and we're probably not going to be cheering so much for... Some of them, because you'll never
1: take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. together. I've got some real estate here in my bag.
0: So we bought a pack of cigarettes
1: and this is Wagner Pies and Wall. There is one point in that New Yorker video that got released. I think a day or two ago. It's one of the longer, later blocks of it that we were talking about earlier, where the two guys are talking to each other while they're over at those lecterns, and they say like, "Yeah, Cruz would want us to do this." They're like, they're on video saying that. Like, they clearly have this idea that their nation's leaders, or at least the ones that they look up to. Are giving them instructions or at least permitting them to do this.
2: Yeah, here's a little fucking pro tip for you out there. If Someone in a position of power and privilege and authority is saying, Hey, you should go commit this crime over there for me. That would be good. Uh, you should fucking think twice about it. <laughs> about you, what, when, about whether they're really gonna still be standing <laughs> behind you because
1: most of the time they're fucking not When when or community organizations do that, they tend to have lawyers on hand to to talk to people, to talk through like, Hey, do you have any other, you know, prior convictions? Are you undocumented? Things like that. Uh, so when when, those, when they do civil disobedience, there's usually somebody on hand to kind of field those questions and make a determination if it's in your interest it's to go or not. Yeah.
2: Whereas these are just people who are setting yep. up, you know, detour signs to run a bunch of lemmings off the cliff, and then when mm-hmm. they start, you know, splattering at the bottom, they're like, Ah, ooh, I guess you know what? Actually, we're going to do a peaceful transition of power. Yeah. I
1: did not. Think they don't even that say that. that. They say, "I condemn these people from the beginning." I did <laughs> When I put th- when I put that detour <laughs> sign there, it was to condemn them.
0: <laughs> I don't think that that constitutes a legal defense. Um but I it, it it again and maybe it gets just my fascistic leanings generally. It does give me as a civil libertarian um there there it does have some power as a moral defense. It's hard for me to get incredibly indignant about some of this behavior given the fact that it was actively encouraged. Uh, by people who should know better, uh, and by people that I do think uh, some of these folks were justifiably reliant on in thinking that they had uh, the green light to do some of this. Again, I don't know that it's entrapment. I doubt. It. I highly doubt that it's defensible as such, but I do think it is a uh, a mitigant at a minimum uh, in some sense. I don't know.
2: I see it as more one of those, uh, one of those like plainly illegal orders. Even if they had told you directly to do it, sorry, it's real fucking clear that you can't bring a stun gun and zip ties in and hope you're going to be able to cut Pelosi's
1: head off and do an ISIS video on the fucking House floor. I, I think further too. I think some of these people were just looking for an excuse to do that. Like they don't actually care if Trump is president or not. And clearly they did, because otherwise it would have resisted a little harder than, you know, just mm. leaving when being told to. But I do think for some of these people, sure. At, at the very least they, they thought that, you know, they had the right to to make a statement at the Capitol and, and be in there and kind of scream and yell for a couple hours and then leave you know, the, the the conduct that they actually did at the very least.
0: I guess I guess I should I should dial it back a, a, a second notch, which is I don't believe that Trump or Cruz or any of the people that incited these people believed what they were saying right right and i'll go a step further i don't believe that a that a significant portion or even a majority or any of the the people that were listening to it believed in the truth of what was being said i think that they believed in this idea that we can all now just say that this is the way the world is this is reality and if enough of us say it and enough of us agree it and we, enough of us pretend to believe it, we, you know, it's like the secret, you know, we can make it happen. You know, we can just kind of yeah. will it into existence. Yeah. You know, it's a sort of like alternate facts have become so easy uh, for, and it's so natural for these people to kind of just agree. Uh, okay. We'll, we're saying this now, Yeah. Right. we're I, saying that we're storming the capital now. <laughs> and so now we actually have to do it. Yeah. Um, and well, shit! Now that lady died, you know. Yeah, it, you FBI, said it wasn't. But...
1: You said it wasn't like larping, but in a in a way, it's like almost like double larping. It's like trying to make the larping yeah. reality. And I think I think that's true. But I also think further, there was kind of a belief that in the absence of Trump being allowed to just be president again, to just kind of ask for it and whine for it and get it, I think there was mm-hmm. a belief that there was permission to throw this tantrum into riot. And Correct. I think I think you have a much better argument in saying Trump signaled that trump signaled hey i'm gonna let you guys do this if i'm gonna lose Correct. i'm taking the capital down with it and so i think right. i think that the argument for that is is definitely much better as a mitigating factor yeah.
2: i think the 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 way this so i have a, a different little aside connected to this that that i want to bring up and i was trying to tell you guys about it i think yesterday but it has to do with like the way that these people viewed consequences here you know it's yeah. it's, it's 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 a. It's a side point to the entrapment issue the, the the moral entrapment issue that you're bringing up but like these are these are a group of people who for one have been watching trump get away with everything for years Correct. right there are no mm-hmm. consequences to his actions at all and then there don't appear to be any consequences on the other side right remember like they're believing that hunter biden sold information to to whoever which he uh, probably did mm-hmm. he probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> did <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but but, but suddenly, you know, the Trump media strategy backfired, and, and uh, all of a sudden, that scandal went away, which is not fair. This, the yeah. Democrats' scandals were supposed to stick. if
1: you listen to what they were saying, they all of those people, to a man, believed that the people who rioted over the summer didn't suffer any consequences either. Right. Even, right. even, so even looking, though that's manifestly not true. That's definitely not true. <laughs>
2: but so— but they're they're looking at this world and they're being told that there won't be consequences, maybe directly, sometime, you know, maybe uh, through inference. They're watching other people that they believe don't have any consequences, and they're looking at all this, thinking nothing bad can or will happen to us. We have the this is uh nothing can go wrong here. No consequences can happen. They're like a uh, wily e. coyote watching, you know. Uh, Roadrunner blow through a painting and thinking and just winding up and running straight at it themselves and so they just tell the police officer, "Hang on, let me upload the video uh, to YouTube. I, I'm having trouble transferring it to you right now." And th- like that's in his fucking a- that's in the affidavit supporting the criminal complaint against him is the FBI officer going, "Yes, yeah, so I waited for him to upload the YouTube and then I charged him." <laughs> These people these people have been told and believed that there yeah. won't be any consequences and so then they don't think there are and then they just fucking run flat into a wall.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I definitely think that's true. I, I think it, it's part I mean, I think there's been a lot of hay about white privilege and all that, and certainly if you've grown up not understanding what the legal system does to you, which I think is true of a lot, I mean You know, I don't know and I don't care if these people were all CEOs or salt of the earth working people, but I would guess they're not people that were busted 800 times for shoplifting from Walmart or have four DUIs because those people do not like the cops, regardless of the color of their skin, and would probably not be there, you know, to to go be in front of cops because they understand the consequences of pushing a cop without a mask on and then telling the news, you know, your name and everything. So these are people with a certain view of what the criminal system does.
0: Well, there's a, there's a, a tension and a contradiction, right, which is that these are people that central to their mythos is that they are uh oppressed uh you know that they have uh suffered indigni- indignities, right? Uh yeah. and that uh you know they have this kind of persecution complex that animates a lot of the way they interface with politics, um, and all of a sudden now, you know, a lot of these people are going to really fi- really learn yeah. what what persecution is. Mm-hmm. You think government? You think yeah, the government is a, a is a
2: fucking tyrant and a, and a tyranny over you? Well, guess what? You're about to fucking <laughs> yeah, find out. Exactly. You didn't know what yeah. you were talking about when you were talking all that shit on Twitter, but you are about to find out now. Yeah. Right, and
0: it's it's scary, and I I don't I don't and, you know I I feel. Again, like, I don't, it's hard for me to get, ha- I, I I don't want to get canceled, but it's just, it's hard for me to feel happy uh, when people get thrown into the meat grinder uh, on this stuff. Um, and I think, you know, that kind of brings us to the next point, which is, you know, okay, so, you know, what happened uh, and how are we going to fix it?
1: But we... What we witnessed yesterday was not dissent, it was not disorder, it was not protest, it was
0: chaos. They weren't protesters, don't dare call them protesters. They were a riotous mob, insurrectionists, domestic terrorists. I want to be very clear.
1: Those who perform these reprehensible acts cannot be called protesters. These were rioters and insurrectionists, goons and thugs, domestic terrorists. Those insurrectionists were not patriots. They were not part of a political base to be catered to and managed. They were domestic terrorists, and justice must prevail.
0: We have 2.3 million people in some form of prison right now. I think, according to the last statistics. 70 people 70 million people (laughs) voted for this freak um i don't believe uh that we are going to cop and jail our way out of uh this uh this situation and i'm not even sure we understand what the situation is Uh, because again as we were talking about i don't know how to describe uh what happened uh except for uh kind of a a far, like I was reading uh, an article by um, uh, who is this? Franco Berardi, an Italian, of course, uh, uh, in uh, one of these art magazines. Strangely enough, uh, and he said something that really stuck out to me, which was that you know the January sixth stuff was neither an erection uh, insurrection, <laughs> <laughs> nor a true coup d'état, uh, but rather an episode uh, that was simultaneously farcical and criminal. Uh, in the American Civil War uh, between nationalism and globalism, right? And that globalism and nationalism are, are expressions of American capitalist supremacy and that this civil war uh, is only going to endure and expand. And as he notes, fortunately for humans, uh, it's eventually going to consume American potency. Man. Um, I sort of kind of have to agree Very with Very powerful, that. yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know what this was except just another front in our ridiculous need. I do think really,
1: really key. Yes, I think that's true. I think really key to that passage is this notion that I think if this if this event signifies anything, it's a watershed moment in the stripping away of what he called American potency. I think prior to Mm -hmm. January 6th, most people in the world, even people who hated America, viewed it as this. You know, not necessarily a, a flourishing democracy or anything like that, but the, this area where the, the the democratic norms were going to work, and where you know, the the coups and stuff might be happening in my backyard, or they might be happening in like the quote unquote third world, but they're not happening in America. America is the place where that doesn't happen. But January sixth, yeah. I think, stripped that away forever. After four years of Trump and seeing everything that was going on. Um, this was the death knell in showing that America is this like invincible superhero for quote unquote democracy, whether for ill or for good. Uh, and, and and now it's, it's going to have to join the ranks of just regular countries and, and kind of, you know, be this, this, this just one among many rather than the, the superpower that it was.
0: And, you know, I think as he, you know, as he said, and, and as I've been seeing some, some other commentary, um, it really is sort of a collapsing of an agreed upon American myth. And, you know, you've got sort of your, your libs uh, on the one hand uh, wielding their lies and their myths about who we are. This is not who we are, whatever. <laughs> and, you know, uh, these guys wielding their, you know, rather more childish uh, and preposterous. This, this is not lives, who we are. You know. Was Antifa the entire time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that um, it is a battle to kind of reclaim and redefine the right. American myth in a in a at a point in time where the contradictions can no longer hold. You know, I don't think anybody seriously goes to bed uh, at night anymore. You know, and believing that this is. The greatest country. on. I I mean,
1: I think a lot of people still do. And that's why they were, you know, I mean, they either were going on January 6th to make President Trump be president forever because they think America is the greatest and only needs Donald Trump to be the president forever to make America great again. Or they were on the other side of that. They went to the Congress that day to, to help their senator and congressman and be a quote unquote public servant as a legislative aide, a.k.a. The four year finishing school for being a lobbyist. Uh, and they thought they were making America great by by withholding the the institutional norms. But both of those, are, I think, are are kind of empty gestures towards keeping American supremacy, um, mm. because as 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 this article shows, I mean, it, it's about kind of twin views of what capitalism is, whether it's, you know, Westphalian right. nationalism or globalism. And that conversation is going to go on. Globally, whether America wants it to or not, because America is just representing a smaller and smaller share of the economy. And so whether it takes a nationalist form or a globalist form, capitalism, you know, America is just going to be less important to capitalism. That
0: gets back to our sanctions episodes and other things. It's hard for me to disagree with Berardi that on some level, if you take yourself out of the context of American and put yourself into the context of human, maybe that's not so bad. Yeah, no,
1: I I would yeah I would <laughs> I would agree that it is an unalloyed good that you know at some I mean I don't want to say that it's good that this lady died but I mean I think it's a wake-up call for Americans to say like d- is it worth it to you specifically, listener? You know, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, or or Brooklyn, or wherever the fuck you are, that like America expends this much energy to maintain itself as the global hegemon? Like, it's not worth it to you anymore. It's definitely not worth it right. to the people of Iraq or Yemen or you know anybody that's facing the full brunt of American force. And so it's it's who is this benefiting and why do we keep it around? Yeah. But unfortunately, now we have to figure out what laws to stop quote unquote domestic terrorism with in the, in the interim, because as yeah. it turns out, that's actually just begging the question of how do you stop being a global empire? You don't just go, Oop, we're done.
0: No. And you saw the sort of enormity, the monstrousness, if you will, of the sort of, you know, the baser impulses of this, of this right-wing crowd, but the, the kind of viciousness of the liberal is now, you know, Oh yeah. Oh, we're, we've
1: only just begun. I, I, I yeah. we've truly only just begun on that.
0: Um, I was sad. Uh, one of our good takes here was uh, about how McVeigh uh, in 90, 95, right, begat the 1996 uh Anti-Terrorism and Effective Death Penalty Act, which was uh, Timothy McVeigh blew up a a government building. So, uh, but let's make it harder for people to bring habeas corpus claims, you know, like the sort of incoherence of the responsive uh, legislation around that. Uh, But I I saw Liz Brunig had an article out uh, much (laughs) to that effect. And so I think people beat us out of the gate on that one. But I think it's fair to say that uh, uh, a sort of reactive legislation against this seems ill-considered
2: yeah and i think it's also worth mentioning it but anyway because we are probably going to end up doing eventually an episode focused on it um and and it being the kind of baby of this um you know there's a, there's that naomi klein book the shock doctrine where you have this idea she's she's dealing with it mostly from disaster capitalism but um these sorts of huge institutional changes that take place that as you were saying, may, maybe seem a little bit incoherent as responses and which are just waiting in the wings from institutions that want to increase their power are waiting for mm-hmm. the opportunity to increase their power and then a crisis hits and suddenly the Patriot Act hits after 9-11 um, you know, fully formed, sprung from the head of Zeus uh, with all sorts of you know, where the fuck did this thing come from? Where did the domestic terrorism bill right. come from? Uh, that, that, the DHS, that's coming out now, the entire DHS. Right? It's because they've been fucking waiting. Right. They've well, been wait- you're,
0: you're you're absolutely correct in the case of AEDPA, for example, because in the case of EDPA, uh it was Clinton's plan. You know, the ninety four crime bill gets talked about a lot, but he continually was trying to juke um, the Republican establishment by by cutting to their right on on this stuff. And they had this shit in the works, you know, the sort of scaling back of habeas rights, you know, the great writ uh uh, and other sorts of uh corrections you know 100,000 cops and all this stuff um and that legislation was all drafted and somehow you know it just kind of gets <laughs> bolted on as the biggest piece of you know what's alleged to be responsive legislation but you're absolutely right there the, all the stuff that they're going to try to stick in there now uh and that these fucking shithead libs are going to be you know shrieking about you know the dangers and calling of, you racist people... for not wanting yeah. it to exist. Yeah. Um that's all been written for a while. You're a absolutely long right. fucking on. time. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and so mm-hmm. th- this is this is one of the points that I wanted to hit when we said we we're going to do this episode is that um i remember in the days following this thing lots of people going around and and being the parody that that tim was doing at the beginning of the episode and just winding up and and lurking in the replies of any joke uh to say like you are enabling the the carceral state oh my god liberals all of a sudden i thought you guys were supposed to be against jail or I'm, i'm really disappointed seeing a lot of leftists believe you know think that they that these indictment charges are funny uh You know, this is the criminal same criminal justice system that you know puts away black people and stuff. And I I was just thinking, like, shut, shut, first, shut the fuck up. Like, it's okay for people to laugh at, at like crazy things that happen in the news. But secondly, none of this is is your fault. If you're listening to this, these statutes being drummed up, the the security, infrastructure security, cybersecurity statutes, the carceral state statutes that are being drawn up to expand the power of these institutions these are like the gods making pronouncements from on high. Nobody's fucking asking you. They're not monitoring your Twitter account to see if you had the right or the wrong take about it in order to, you know, set these things off. They have just been waiting in the wings for the next crisis. Mm -hmm. As soon as it hits, these things hit the floor, and they make a run for it, and they try to do it. And sometimes they win, sometimes they don't. But what you are, you are being tossed in the waves uh, of something that is much, much larger than you. And so... If you had the right take or the wrong take, if you thought it was a coup or you didn't think it was a coup, if you chose the right or the wrong terminology here, or you accidentally expressed sol- you know solidarity against a criminal defendant or something, like it doesn't fucking matter. These statues were always coming. They were always coming. This crisis or the next. The
0: carceral state is marching inexorably
2: forward, whether you like
0: it or not, and whether you had the correct take or not, or whether these fucking dipshits storm the Capitol or not. You're right? not being fucking pulled on it. Nobody gives a shit what you fucking think. And, you know, to the extent that, you know, you, oh my God, you know, oh, you know, they're going to authorize drone striking, uh, you know, Brooklyn podcasters or, you know, who knows what the, what they'll come up with next. I mean, the, the, the statutes on the books are perfectly fine. Yeah. There <laughs> really isn't any more <laughs> at this point. to deal with this situation. I mean, we were looking at these, uh, these, these indictments, um, the uh, the people who uh, otherwise obstruct influ- uh, influence or impede official proceedings or attempt to do so, the 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 the, the sentence for that is twenty years. <laughs> yeah, what more do I you mean, fucking need? These people are looking down the barrel at like class A felony type stuff, right? I mean, this is. You know, if you stack a few of these offenses up, I mean, you could be going away for the rest of your natural life.
2: Maybe the um, appetite is that—is that twenty years is too small or something? I remember, yeah. uh, you know, the, a charge that's getting leveled now and is getting some play is the seditious conspiracy yeah. or sedition charge. That charge got, uh, you know, sort of unearthed and rediscovered back in the nineties when they wanted to take down—I cannot remember the person's name—but some kind of you know sort of uh, Islamic terror cell or something, uh, and they wanted. Uh, they they said we need to prosecute these guys and they were looking for something for a bigger charge than they could possibly get because they were sort of getting these guys before they had completed any of their schemes, uh, and they hit upon this seditious conspiracy because it's got twenty years. Now that's really got some teeth on it, but maybe that's not big enough. Maybe they may, now we need new laws to do. I don't know. I don't know what they fucking want. M- more than that, they want to kill them.
1: I I think they do. I, I do want to say I think there is one benefit to like I think one thing that does get changed based on takes or not to some degree is the notion that, um, I mean, there's going to have to be places of resistance and the way in which the media is going to manufacture consent around this, there is going to be Mm -hmm. a need for some kind of voice to exist otherwise. But I think any, anybody that seriously looks at this and seriously opposes these laws also, has to understand that the, the takes are not going to be enough. Like you guys said, yeah. the people that have the ability to enact this have all the power. And if if it wasn't this, it, uh, the, the thing that I think to really like that I, I get mad about is when people say that, like, oh, this is going to be enacted on leftists, particularly around the big tech mm-hmm. space, which is, and, and I think I, I am convinced by the argument by the people arguing against those people, which is saying they had that ability anyway and they can deploy it anytime they want. They do not need. Yeah. They do not need this as an excuse to to start enacting violence against left wing people, um, but I do. I mean, I do think it's important to kind of go against the tradition because the media narrative around this is definitely going to be: we mm. need laws against white supremacist terrorists. You are racist if you oppose this. It's going to be like nine eleven. I don't think it's going to be as strong, but it is going to be similar no. to nine eleven around the concept of like you're racist, you're un American if you oppose these laws. And it's important for everybody to have a gut check and not just get swept up in the notion that there needs to be more surveillance, more policing and things like that.
0: Yeah, again, I mean, there are 70 million of these people. You're going to have to reckon with them.
1: Right uh, I don't know that we have to Fucking make them feel good
0: Or you know Yeah like, yeah definitely yeah. I mean they don't need
1: yeah. to be co- uh, They certainly don't need to be Coddled and enabled I think that That is a lesson I think we should have learned From the sixth
0: But but you know We're also not going to Fucking throw Throw these people In the wood chipper Yeah you know,
1: Well and, and, and I don't think We're going to anyway I think what's going to happen Is it's it's in the interest Of the security state To use this To increase yeah. their powers mm-hmm. And they're not going to They're not going to Put yeah. the 70 million people In jail I they, don't think... They know they can't do that It's just going to go I don't think any student people.
2: Of recent or long American history is going to say, yeah, maybe, maybe the whole power apparatus is about to turn against white supremacists. Yeah. Real quick. <laughs> fucking, I mean, fucking idiot. Like, there's no way that that's what's going to happen. Next. Right? I, I, I think I, Tim's right. exactly right that you're going to have uh, any justifying circumstances necessary in order for us to move. These surveillance statutes from overseas, from foreign stuff, to now, what I want right now is I want domestic surveillance. Right, that's I want domestic surveillance is, that I can tack a national security justification yeah. on. Do you know why? The reason is that the fucking Fourth Amendment is a pain in people's asses. It's a pain in these yeah. guys' asses. Right. And what they what they can do if you if you tack a national security justification uh, in domestic terrorism, the court will let you walk around the Fourth Amendment, and then mm. we can just automate the whole thing and just look. Computers are reading all your fucking emails. Or reading all your chats Or listening to all your stuff And if you say the wrong thing uh, You know Somebody might come And knock on your fucking door Which by the way Also kind of happens now
1: Yeah And I think it also Allows to get around Any federal jurisdiction Issues too right now Because obviously right now The police can read your emails And whatever for, For basically any reason That they need to but, you know, the FBI and, and federal governments, they're gonna be limited in what they can do openly. And so the, the if they can get more statutes that allows them to say, well, he posted on Facebook that he wanted to kill that bitch Nancy Pelosi, so we're just gonna, you know, observe every conceivable internet traffic into and out of his IP address, then they're gonna yeah. take it. And they're gonna throw these people under the bus too. I do wanna say I don't think that this is going to be levied against, you know, the full brunt of the police. It's going to be levied against the right wing, but they'll throw whoever they need to under the bus. The fact that these oh, people the all say, yeah, done. they're done. Like and and anyone who tries to do exactly this in the future, the next crop of Michigan guys, they're going away just as easy as these guys are going to, because it's going to be easy to throw those people under the bus. I'm, I mean, barring some real, you know, uh, shadow government, you know psyop stuff that, that may or may not happen. We're never gonna know if it actually happened or not. But barring that, those people are just gonna go to jail because it's super easy to say, look, we did this. We did this. You're racist for hating the fact that we're doing this and you want to stop it. Like give us more money to do it.
0: <laughs> if if our, our our long experience has shown, you know, like we 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 don't have the ability to give anybody health care, right? <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> We don't we we cannot figure out the problem of poverty you know we're going to be arguing about abortion and other shit uh for as long as as long as uh anybody can 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 guess but you know we're very very good uh (laughs) at at kicking down doors and throwing people in the hole right you know i mean we're unparalleled go with what uh, you know that's the that's the motto of legislation (laughs) yeah um you know good old american ingenuity uh I think we'll win out uh, no matter what
1: uh, when it comes to this. Yeah. Maybe we'll innovate. Well cool, some cool some people
2: have some new ideas. Uh yeah. uh AOC. She <laughs> well, proposed yeah. a really interesting thing this week. She said uh we're gonna have to re educate or what is it we gotta we gotta deprogram these white supremacists. She's got some kind of, like, re-education camp idea. I don't... I don't know what the fuck people are talking about when they say this kind of shit. Like, when you have, like... When you have, like... Like, uh, like for instance, if you remember that time uh, when Hillary was running and she was like, uh, yeah, sure, I'll break up the big banks. Um, uh, But, you know, if they need it, but even if I do that, that won't solve racism, right? That won't end racism. Yeah. And it's like, what's your fucking plan to solve racism? Right. Like, who's got that? That's not going it's, away. What, like, yeah, the, the whole reason people want to break up the banks is so we can give people resources so that way they can deal with racism that we know isn't going away. Yeah. This re-education thing plays right into that idea. What, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to give them right, fucking make to them a fragility.
1: Yeah, no, white fragility <laughs> and anti-racist baby. And then I guess feed them right. soy until <laughs> they become... You know, neck bearded Switch players or something. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> it is the least effective way to just change somebody's worldview is to just with imprison them. Yeah, <laughs> imprison them with HR training. I mean, so that's like kind the of
2: Clockwork Orange, but it's like, but it's like yeah.
1: Avengers Endgame. That's it's part of the justification of why so many drug offenders shouldn't be in prison is because it doesn't rehabilitate them, it doesn't fix the actual yeah. problem. And it's not going to be different for racism.
2: My my unfortunate take about this entire event, as well as these solutions, is the kind of thing that, honestly, I used to hate in law school. I had a professor in law school who was was a a really brilliant guy for sure, but he was only really good at tearing down what other people said. Uh, He had no affirmative Uh solution or belief in anything, and he was extremely brilliant. I had no doubt that he was correctly dissecting and destroying... Uh, the people whose ideas he was, you know, the the ideas that he was uh, assailing and explaining that the factors that they were missing and how they were totally misconceiving an issue. And usually the guy was right, but I found something sort of soulless in his approach because he didn't have a fucking belief in him. He had no affirmative solution, but I have to admit that in this case, when I hear uh, these like tunnel vision sort of takes where someone purports to like explain, uh, the entire event in a way that's not anywhere near capacious enough to grasp all the aspects of it. Or when someone mm-hmm. has one of these solutions, I just think, like, no, f- shut the fuck up. Like, you don't get it. I don't get it, but neither do you. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. You don't have the answer. But that's where I end up stopping. That's that's the water's edge for me, and I end up sounding like this guy, although not as brilliant, of just saying, like, you don't know what you're talking about, and I'm sure I can prove that. The rest, I don't fucking know.
0: <laughs> well, I, I started the episode by saying that we were going to be doing an atypical episode. Uh, in the sense that we were going to ramble on extemporaneously about shit we didn't understand, uh, but in a sense we've come around full circle to doing a typical episode, which is just uh, you know soulless nihilism, <laughs> you know, served up by a bunch of lo- lawyer assholes. Uh, so I guess it turned out to be a, a classic
2: A-lab after all. <laughs> Look, th- if, if there's one lesson you can take from this entire thing, it's like back to the beginning. Don't post. Fucking evidence of you doing a crime yeah, on Facebook, definitely... and say stuff like "I am now forcing entry into a <laughs> into a federal building. It is illegal. Yeah. I am aware that it is illegal." Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that should be the the real takeaway lesson uh, of this episode: yeah. learning and growing.
2: That's the only kind of shit we can solve. We can't solve all this big stuff, yeah. and neither can you,
1: yeah. asshole. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. If you think her, if you think you can solve this by being a lawyer, you are mistaken in some <laughs> way. She's